instead of meat, I eat veggies and... Hello, and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode number 139 for the week of January 10th, 2022. I'm Ben Smith, and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey, Mike. Hello. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and this week we'll be talking about Montenegro's artist and Lithuania's Pabandum is Now Yo. This was a nice little warm-up week. It's going to be such a busy Eurovision season. It's nice to kind of dip the toe into the water. Dip your toe like... in, stretch out the right muscles so that you don't strain something. Is there news? Yes, but a reasonable amount of news. Was there a selection? Yes. Just the right amount of selection. If the rest of the season were at this pace, I think it would be great. But um, yeah, looking at the calendar for February, <laughs> that is not happening. In the meantime, getting to enjoy our, our leisurely arrival into Eurovision 2022 season, Montenegro is back and they have announced their artist. Yay! Specifically, Vladana will be singing for Montenegro and she will be singing Breathe, parentheses, Unforgivable. Hmm. That does not sound like an ethno-banger. I feel like, and this is largely just my years of experience with Eurovision songs, I feel like I know what type of song we're getting from that. The song will drop at the end of February. We are getting a pop ballad with cinematic piano, uh, for, for some definition of cinematic piano, that is about a family tragedy, and I assume that's the unforgivable part. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It sounds mm-hmm. like the production team has uh, some pedigree behind it. Yes, at least part of the team is the team behind North Macedonia's Proud from a few years ago, which did very well and was a very strong ballad. So yeah, Montenegro is is saying welcome back to Eurovision uh, and reintroducing themselves. I think it's been a while since Montenegro's done like the Balkan ballad thing. So it'd be, it'd be a nice change of pace. Agreed. And then just some more about Vladana. She has a degree in journalism, trained in music theory and opera. And this is not her first time trying to represent Montenegro. She has tried to represent Montenegro in 2005 and 2006. And she debuted as an artist at the Budva Mediterranean Festival, which has also featured Maria Serafiovic, uh, who won for Serbia in 2007, and Tihana, who represented North Macedonia in 2014. I was not aware of this music festival, and it is now on my board for potential off-season topics. Tell me all about the music festivals. Yes, so. <laughs> like any, any time that we find like a new little music festival, I get a little excited. Slowly but surely getting to our 41 artists and songs. Romania and Latvia, which will have slightly larger processes of public selection, dropped their songs this week. Romania's process, their field has like 45, 46 songs, some, somewhere in that range of songs. And the first part of the process is going to involve an online vote and a jury to kind of cut that field down before we get into the actual televised semifinals for Selexia Nationala. Have you had a chance to go through the Romanian playlist? They're dropping everything on YouTube, and I just don't find that to be the most user-friendly way of uh, mm-hmm. listening yeah, to like the it's songs. Yeah, that always feels tricky to me. I have not dived into their list yet, but I'm glad that they are doing some sort of call of those 45 songs before we get to that final selection, because that's a lot. Although I'm glad that Romania is going back to a selection after the internal model has not really worked for them. Mm-hmm. And their national selection's a lot of fun. Like They, they really do have a lot of variety. That is the other reason I'm excited about it, is that Romania has always been a lot of fun, so it's been it, it's good to have them sort of going back to what's worked for them. Yes. Hopefully this will get them back into the grand final. It, it's been a few years. Mm-hmm. 
Latvia announced 16 of the songs that will be competing in this year's Supernova, and they also dropped the songs on YouTube. And that caused a bit of a ruckus earlier this week. <laughs> One song in particular, especially when it leaked early, uh, has just been all over the TikTok this week. I fully get why, because I took a large drink of seltzer and then pressed play on the little 20-second snippet and then immediately had it go out my nose. It's been a little bit quiet at work this week. Everybody's getting back from the holidays, so I've been able to check in on Twitter a little bit more during the day than usual, and uh, just happened to log in when all of this was going down, uh, as as it were. That was uh, <laughs> a, a very entertaining way to spend the afternoon. Uh-huh. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, when I clicked on the clip marked Eat Your Salad, that was not what I fully expected. I was like, oh, cool, it's just like another eco-banger, and like... I suppose you could call it that. <laughs> oh! But I was expecting more like the wonderful song about t-shirts we got a couple years ago and not what we're getting. Oh, right. uh, which, fun fact, I have not listened to the remaining two minutes and 40 seconds of the song because at this point, nothing will live up to the rest of the song I have written in my head. As usual, I think it's all going to come down to what it sounds like live, but uh, <laughs> I am so ready for this performance. Like, this is uh-huh. why you stan Latvia. This is why you stan Supernova. It immediately rocketed Supernova into appointment television. Yeah, and I think at one point, and this may have been a doctored photo, I didn't actually like deeply investigate it, but uh, at least for a while there, Latvia was at the top of the bookie table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. People are paying attention now, so... Welcome back to the fray, Latvia. <laughs> yeah, just like, what did we learn from Eurovision 2021? Everyone's horny. Mm-hmm. And Latvia put their foot on the gas pedal. Exactly. Uh, and there will be a 17th song that is going to be se- selected by an online vote. There will be a semifinal and a final. The semifinal is scheduled for February 5th. The exciting selection from this weekend, at, at, by exciting I mean only selection, program from this weekend was Pabondamas Now Yo. Yay! It's back. We love it. We love watching the Lithuanian television and then getting like one minute of a movie afterwards in Lithuanian before it's cut off for copyright reasons. This was definitely a program on television. Were these my favorite songs? No, but there's lots of songs to come. This feels kind of par for the course for how Pabondamas Now Yo has played out the last two years where like the first week is just kind of more of a warm-up week. And mm-hmm. then you can kind of see that in the voting numbers where there were maybe a total of 2,000 votes cast across all 11 songs that competed. It will build up week after week. And there are some big names that are coming up in this process that I am looking forward to and that have delivered quality before. Yes. Like, it seemed like Twitter was getting kind of worried, like, oh, no, did Lithuania lose their touch this year and it's like no no this is just how it starts out i think they just put a lot of the songs that are very similar to one another in eurovision micro genres next to one another and that's why we all got a little concerned it was a fine way to spend a saturday afternoon mm-hmm. i know it was, it was a fun couple of hours uh i do want to personally know who did that to voldemar's petersons because i very much enjoyed his song last year and that was not the staging for this song no somebody went to the dragon ball z school of styling i don't know <laughs> Yes, and especially because there were so many fashion moments happening during the program. There's a very strong point of view coming out of Lithuania that I find fascinating, but also kind of intimidating. It's like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if I'm ever actually going to be able to visit because I I just do not have a a strong aesthetic when it comes to my clothing. So (laughs) just everybody in quarantine has been rethinking their personal style and I'm very here for it. 
power moments across the board. Yes. A lot of hot pink. A lot of hot pink. We want colors that in nature say, do not eat me. I taste terrible. (laughs) Did any of the songs catch your ear on Saturday? One that I did not feel was was good, but that I at least wanted to see how they would rework the performance. Admittedly, I was not paying attention to titles. Mm -hmm. That sounded like a mashup of Womanizer and Lipstick from Jedward. Did I think the song was good and or would win? No. But did I find it intriguing for the three minutes it was on my screen? Yes. Yeah, that was Aldegunda's holiday. And this is at least the third time that I've seen her in the Lithuanian process. I think I was expecting a little bit more. The song was fine, but thank you for saying that it was Womanizer. It's like, oh, this sounds so familiar, but I cannot place what it is. And then mm-hmm. as, soon, as soon as you mentioned that, it's like, oh, yep, that that is it exactly. So yes. <laughs> I'm excited to revisit these down the road once we know like what the full semifinal lineup looks like. And also, I just, across the board, want to see people taking advantage of the various stage elements that Pabonimus Nayo has set up this year. There were a number of songs where it's just like, okay, I think the song can work, but the staging just isn't where it needs to be. And, like, it's such a cool-looking stage. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really like how They have it set up so many great stage elements for moments, and everybody is standing on the top stage. Mm-hmm. In place, maybe twirling around in, like, the one spot, maybe part of that... Could be COVID protocols or something. Oh, yeah, that could be. Yeah. Erica Jennings, uh, she ended up winning the heat with her song Back to Myself, which I thought was okay for her first round, but I think she's going to need to bring a little bit more in the semis. Again, like it wasn't the strongest field. So what were your thoughts on that one? It was one of the ones that kind of blurred together for me, but I'm like, I see see why this did well with the jury. And this one ended up tying with Augusta Vidric. Kaite in the jury. I see why this one did well with the jury. I see why this one sort of ended up in the top after everybody's votes were in. In another year, and maybe it's just, this is just my constant need from Eurovision, is like, I want a banger this year. It'll be interesting to see how the rock influence is going to kind of shake up the math of things. Yes. I think something that's kind of more in the pop sphere is going to end up standing out because it's it's just going to be in contrast to everybody trying to emulate what did well last year so yes yes oh the fun of eurovision so. <laughs> what is manskin doing Speaking of last year's rock winners, it's time for Kosostafa Chendo Manaskin. It was lead singer Damiano David's birthday on Saturday. Happy birthday. And that reminded me that we should check in on Famous Birthdays to see what sort of stats. Everyone's favorite website, (laughs) FamousBirthdays.com. Oh, such a delight. So, yeah, he has eight tags. I don't even know what these are called on Famous Birthdays. He's... 1,736 most popular as we record. He's the number one first name of Damiano, number one born in Rome, Italy. Uh, he's the number eight 23-year-old Capricorn. Like, this this gets very niche. <laughs> it's like, anytime you're putting two qualifiers next to one another, that's like number eight with a bullet. Or, or just like anytime where you're like on the Guinness Book of World Records website, it's like most plates held by a 23-year-old mm-hmm. in a month ending with Y. Yes. <laughs> oh, but the one that... I found most delightful was born on January 8th. He is number seven. Let's see who else is born on that day. Yeah, the list is intriguing. So number one on that list was Elvis Presley. I think that's a correct number one for this kind of site. Number four, Stephen Hawking. 
number six, David Bowie, which seems a little low. I'm, I'm surprised that he wasn't in like the top three. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Damiano. So like right next to David Bowie, that that's pretty impressive. Uh, number eleven, Kim Jong Un. Um, okay, okay, uh, sure. <laughs> number fourteen, R. Kelly. Uh oh. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that one should be way lower. Yeah, uh, and then. This is mostly uh, TikTok stars and YouTube stars and Instagram stars. So, like, I know who none of these people are. Yeah, let's say that, that is my favorite part of FamousBirthdays.com is acknowledging my own mortality and that I know none of these people and have no desire to know any of these people. The two people that are in between Elvis and Stephen Hawking are Noah Cyrus, a uh, pop singer, and Valkyrie, who is a YouTube star. Okay, sure. Yeah, so. There's um, a bunch of those. <laughs> Congratulations, Valkyrie. You are more famous than Stephen Hawking. (laughs) I think my favorite one on this whole list, number 35, Shirley Bassey, listed as a jazz singer, which is like, huh, I wouldn't have put her in that category, but okay. Okay, yeah, sure. (laughs) Oh, but the site is such a trip. Such a delight and a joy. Looking in the Born in Rome, the top five include all four members of Monoskin. So uh, Damiano, <laughs> Damiano's number one, Victoria's number three, uh, Ethan's number four, and Thomas is number five, which just seems kind of rude to Thomas. So uh-huh. <laughs> happy birthday, Damiano. Too many more. Looking ahead at processes that are going to be popping up, Finland is going to announce their artists for UMK this Thursday. Seven acts are going to compete, and that final is scheduled for February 26th. Uh, And then the other big one is that Norway starts on Saturday. They did not announce their artists ahead of time, but these songs are dropping by the time this episode has been released. Hopefully they will announce the artists when the songs drop. Alternately, don't. Maybe they are adopting the Masked Singer model, and whoever wins Masked Singer Norway will be the person who represents uh, the country. I dare one of these countries to do that as their selection process one of these years. (laughs) Honestly, I dare the UK because like at this point. Oh, right. Yeah. But just somebody send your mass singer winner and they're not allowed to unmask until after the grand final. Yes. (laughs) Congratulations, Ken Jong. You are going to represent the UK Eurovision. (laughs) Congratulations to the winner of the 2025 Eurovision Song Contest, the Flower Pot. Yes. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh. I mean, the costuming would be good. One, that, and two, the the ensuing opening number the next year that is just all of the people from the current season of The Mass Singer Slovenia or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm also just picturing like how the Parade of Nations is going to work because I, I imagine it is very difficult to see where you're going <laughs> and it's going to look like a Pokemon convention. I <laughs> It's going to look like one of those dance numbers where the inflatable Pikachu costume starts deflating a little bit. I welcome this chaos. Please bring it. Yes. <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, we might be getting Poland's artist on Saturday. Yeah, they, that that's one that supposedly was supposed to be announced on like January oh, right, 1st yeah, or was 2nd. supposed to be like earlier this month. Yeah. And, and there, all of a sudden it's like, we've switched the date. And it's like, oh, I didn't know there was a date. So uh, yeah, that date is possibly Saturday, but we'll find out i don't know if it's a negotiation thing or what what is happening with that so. based purely on when release date switched last year i assume they're just adding a flow verse to the the final mix if he's busy maybe like a jason derulo sort of a thing mm. although when was that fight about the usher thing like that that was recently maybe, though so maybe not him well maybe that's what caused the delay oh right yeah, yeah. because because he was in poland and somebody in poland was like hello it's usher and yeah. he's like no i'm jason derulo <laughs> I sing my name in all of my songs. Yeah. <laughs> Get it correct. Uh, 
And then adding all of the Polish diacritical marks to his name. That could be fun. Yep. So, yeah, that, oh, like, the, like the slashy L for the – yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like when somebody writes a word in faux Greek letters and then when you process it as the actual Greek letters, it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we say that every week this is quite as the calm before the storm, but this one might officially be the calm before the storm. Yeah, I think this is when like the wind is starting to pick up and the water is getting a little rough, but not anything dangerous. So it's getting a little cloudy out. We're just going to have to hunker down and yeah, hang out, get, get through this. And yeah, sure. Slowly but surely, it'll be February and everything will be happening. And everything so. will be happening. So it's like, <laughs> now it's like a great time to go to the store, prepare for the storm, get some snacks. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Ben Smith. That's me and Mike McComb. That's me. You can follow The Year of What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. If you'd like to support the show, we're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash eurowhat. Show notes are in the description of this episode and on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to contact us, we're at eurowhat on Twitter, or you can email eurowhatpodcast at gmail.com. Next time on The Year of What, we'll be talking about Norway's Melody Grand Prix and making sense of what's going on in Eurovision. <laughs>